So a bit different for our live stream today. Yung kwento ko, paano nangyari ito? I did a podcast recently where I talked about how one of my acquaintances na na-meet ko because of Hardware Sugar. So he's also in the tech space. He's also a content creator. Napansin itong, um, I, I, I don't use their names. And if you listen to the podcast like from two shows ago, it's detailed there. Pero, um, sorry, I, I'm checking a Slack. So like super fast lang ano yung context nitong live stream na to. Um, so I, I have an acquaintance, tech journalist one, and he noticed that another content creator who was doing a graphics card review copied the data of another content creator. So yung mga persona dito sa kwento natin, tech, uh, tech journalist one who I am an acquaintance with and who published on his Facebook na, oy, itong si tech journalist two copied the data of a Malaysian tech publication. Instead of running the benchmarks himself, yung ginawa ni tech journalist number two, he just copied the data and he didn't acknowledge na hindi siya yung gumawa ng data. Um, so the whole story is there in the podcast. It's available here on YouTube. It's also available on our Spotify, uh, Tech Show But Friendly, if you want to know the whole backstory. But after that, so I am acquaintances with tech with tech journalist number one, and he reached out to me. Um, and <laughs> uh, well, he reached out to me in the sense that well, he sent me a message saying that you know this this was the original video and saved nya, and just um, just kind of like you know, parang tip of the hat na hey, I, I noticed that you acknowledged the issue. Uh, tech journalist two, the guy who was in the hot seat because he was the one who copied the data from the Malaysian publication, also reached out to me, <laughs> and I, I do not know. Tech Journalist 2, although we chat na kami ngayon um, through Facebook. And nga, it's not my my purpose here to pass judgment or to to side with anybody. But the whole thing just led me to the conclusion that content creators, a lot of content creators aren't too familiar with A, the legal framework, which underpins or which is applicable to their work. You know, what happens when you create a video? What happens when you create data and other people get it? Panima reaction videos because you're using clips from other videos. I mean, just practical things like that. Also, aside from the legal side, there are also kind of community-based guidelines which we get from the academe. Then that's referencing and citation. If you don't use your data, if the data that you're citing is not your own, yun nga, you're supposed to cite, you're supposed to tell your audience, you're supposed to tell your reader, your viewer, san galing yung data na yun. And so this whole kerfunkle, this whole episode between the different content creators kind of pushed me to the realization that, uh, you know, a lot of people are not familiar with A, the law, and B, the rules. And I am kind of in a position to comment on both because I am a lawyer I do content creation also for YouTube. I've been doing it for a while now. I've also been a lawyer for a while now. And I, well, I never actually practiced IP law. It has been an academic uh, interest of mine from the very beginning. My thesis, my law thesis was about IP law. Um, not to brag about it, but just to establish some bona fides. It was well-graded. I mean, mataas yung grado ko dun sa uh, thesis ko for Juris Doctor. It was also an intersection of IP law for educational purposes. Uh, yun yan, I'm also, I was a professor then of English. I am a professor now uh, of marketing. So this 
kind of like a whole different intersections of my interests, my academic interests, my interest as a content creator, my interest as a lawyer, all kind of you know intersected together in this episode between the two content creators. So I thought it would be useful for everyone if there was a very basic guideline. So I, this is geared towards more of the layman who is in the thick of content creation. And you don't need fancy-smancy lawyers. You don't need ATTY in front of your name. You don't need a law degree to appreciate the rules which should govern how we do, how we, you know, paano natin ginagawa yung content natin. And ano ba yung mga protections na binibigay ng batas para sa mga content creators. And if there are protections, there are also responsibilities and obligations. As a content creator, what's my obligation to other content creators if I'm borrowing their work? Can I borrow their work without permission? And things like that. And to be honest, for a lot of people, this seems like a very boring topic. This will also go out as a podcast. So this will be the this week's episode of Tech Show But Friendly. So it will be both a podcast and one of our live streams for this month. And I have turned off comments, so I can't see the comments. Uh, I'll, I will look at the comments at the end, but you know, if I put on comments now, I'm just going to get distracted. <laughs> and you know, I'm going to say hi to people and things like that. So my goal for this afternoon is just a very short introduction, both to copyright law, what's important, what's relevant, what's pertinent, and also the rules, things that are not in the law, but which we should follow as a community for the betterment of our content and for the betterment for the better appreciation of our audience. And yeah, so it, I'm going to try to really remain on topic. If you watched my other live streams, you know, I have a tendency to kind of meander. Um, this is also true when I lecture in class. It's also true when I do other live stream content. But we do have an outline here at on the on your on the right-hand side of the screen. If you do have questions, please do put them in in the comments. I will get to the comments at the end of the very very short talk. So, Without further ado, first step, or you know, let's lay the groundwork. Ano ba yung first principles natin? What works are under and are not under copyright. You know, ano ba tong copyright na to? Basically, any work where you are the author. So author means like if you wrote a song, if you wrote a poem, if you made a video, even if you created a program, those are also under copyright. Copyright is just one aspect of intellectual property law because you have patents which cover inventions, you have trademarks which cover the common logos that we associate with brands. To be honest, there is another, I think there's one that's less well-known. It's kind of like patent, but it's not. Parang derivative work. Um, it's been a while since I did basic copy, uh, IP law. But just for the purpose of this talk, all you really need to know is as a content creator, what you produce, your content, kahit TikTok yan, 15 seconds, kahit uh, YouTube video yan, one hour, that is covered under copyright. And immediately already there, naming tanong, like I use a tick, I make a TikTok and I'm dancing. That TikTok, that video presentation is owned by me. Yan yung, ba yan yung, yan yung legal effect ng copyright as the owner. And we'll go into that. That's for two and three. But even just dito palang, you film a TikTok. And you're dancing, the video is yours, that's you. You know, the moves may, sorry, not the moves, but you know, the, the representation, the recording is under your copyright. But you've used a song that is not yours. Maraming TikTok na gumagamit nung sound effects, um, music, and things like that that are not yours. How does that affect your copyright? And what are your obligations to those copyright holders? So we'll get into that. 
But just for number one, what is copyright? That's a legal protection given to authors. Authors this doesn't just mean books. It also means yun nga, videos, music, uh, architectural designs, software. Like the programs are also under copyright. And you know, it's not too highfalutin. It's just one aspect of intellectual property law. It's not even the entire intellectual property law because there are other branches. So, most likely if you're a content creator, whether it's a picture that you shot, a video that you took, you your work is protected. You do have copyright. As Basically, it establishes you as the owner um, for your content. So, by definition, content creators are also copyright holders. They're also copyright generators. Like, you're producing works that are under copyright. So, how do you get copyright? You just need to create. There is no legal... There's nothing else you need to do legally in order to create or to establish... In order to get your copyright, in order to have... To activate or to say that I have copyright... All you need to do is create. This live stream, after it's done, or even if it gets cut off, the remaining... Sorry, let me just... It'll be easier to annotate later if I remember to put my thumbnails. Like, what time... What time I hit each... Each segment of the talk. So, like, this live stream is under copyright. It would be under my copyright. And I don't need to do anything anymore. I don't need to apply to any government office, I don't need to submit an application or something. Once I have created a work, that work is under is mine. I own it. It's under my copyright. I have copyright over it. But <laughs> usually the big problem, that's not a big problem for us content creators where a lot of the creations are automatically dated. For example, like this live stream, it's very clear it went out on August 13 at around 3 something or so p.m. But a lot of other works are not like that. If you write a book, how can you prove that you wrote that book earlier than the other guy? Um, how can you prove that you wrote that software program before that other guy? So copyright comes from the act of creation. But for evidentiary purposes, if you want to enforce your copyright, it's a lot easier if you go through a registration process. And our law, Philippine law, does provide for that. Um, basically, it's you have to register a copy Actually, I don't know if it's for videos. This is more for works, um, for, for text. Like if you wrote a book, a short story, poem, you, you register it with the National Museum or Library or something like that. Um, again, this is not to create copyright, but it's to create the evidentiary material that would make it super easy to enforce your copyright. But it is not needed to actually create the copyright. The mere act of creation already establishes your copyright. Again, I, you know, I don't want to go into the registration process because it's not really applicable to content creators. What's important nga is that through the platforms that we operate, through YouTube, through Insta, TikTok, Facebook, and it's very easy to see like you took a picture or you took a video, B-roll of a headset, for example. You're doing... Uh, you're doing a video on this headset and you take B-roll. And when you publish that video, it has to be published um, because you know, we're going into evidence. How can you prove that your work 
became was earlier in time and earlier in time wins whoever came whoever published the work first it's easier to establish that yes copyright mo talaga yon i mean yung, on a very practical level isipin mo na lang na uh, you have two video creators exactly the same video but one published earlier on youtube it's much easier for that creator to prove na ako talaga gumawa nun, ako creator nun, and tira mo, yung nung pinablish ko sa YouTube, August 13, something-something, eh yung isang guy, he only came out one month later to say that he had shot it two months ago, for example. And again, here we go into evidence. The law gives you copyright from the moment of creation, even if it's not published. But how can you prove that? <laughs> um... And with, with content creators, it is quite straightforward. You might have shot the B-roll earlier, but it's really important when you published it because it's very clear. You can point to that date and time where you published it and say that, okay, this is my proof that I am the copyright, I'm the legitimate copyright owner. Tinamo, pinablish ko to for the whole the for all the world to see. And the the other guy came out two months later. Even if you say that, oh, you know, may date ako dun sa SD card where I shot the footage or something, it just from an evidentiary point of view, kung ikaw yung judge, you would, uh, the, the preponderance would be, well, you know, it's easier to fake a date on an SD card on, the, on a private video or something. But, you know, it's hard to fake na malamang yung nag-publish sa YouTube, siya yung copyright owner because pinublish niya, eh. nakita ko sa YouTube. It says here, August 13, so and so. So, it's very important to note that while the law gives you copyright from the moment of creation, kung magkagulo, kung magka-controversy, sino ba talaga may, sino ba talaga yung copyright owner, we go to evidence because you need to prove your case. And it is much easier to prove your case if you do the registration process, if yun yung ap applicable to your particular work in general, but also if you're a content creator, from the time of publication. Kung nauna ka mag-publish, that's, that's very clear evidence. That's very strong evidence that you are the legitimate copyright owner. So you get copyright from the point of production, from the moment of creation. Tangible, like you wrote it down or something. You just can't claim that, oh, this song was in my head, but then this guy got it. I mean, you know, it has to be the introduction of the work into the world, even if it's a private um, means, even if it's private means na... Um, I just wrote it in my diary, for example, this song or this short story. I just kept it on my, on my, on my computer. Um, the law gives you copyright from the get-go, from the start of creation. But if there's a conflict that goes into place, you evidence will come into play, and that is where that is why it is advisable to follow the registration process if that applies to your work, and if you're a content creator, to really publish as soon as possible. Because nga, that is clear evidence that you have the proper copyright over that. So, consequences of copyright. Okay, just listing down. So, it's easier to... Uh, it's, the timestamps, I'm listing down the timestamps. Um, yeah, so consequences of copyright. So, what do you get out of copyright? What's the big deal? Why is it such a big deal to people that they have the copyright over their works? Because you are the owner and basically you control when your work can be reproduced and on what terms. For example, I wrote a song and I uh, somebody who's making a movie wants to use that song in a pivotal scene. You know, it's like a, 
it I wrote a love song, beautiful song. Every time people hear it, they cry. And the movie producer wants to use it in the song where the two lovers meet for the last time. And then one is going off to war and, you know, whatever stuff. Um, since you are the copyright owner, you can say that, sure, use my song, but pay me $10,000 or something. As the owner, you can set the terms of when your work will be used. That is why everybody wants copyright. That is why Sony, Sony has the copyright to Spider-Man because Marvel sold it to Sony or sold it, rented it out. I, I forget the term. For to Sony Studios. Okay, you can put Spider-Man in movies. Nasayon na yung right na yon for 20 years or something. Nung binili ni Disney yung Marvel, yung rights nung ni Spider-Man, nakai Sony parin because they bought Marvel, who was the copyright owner, yes, but but Marvel had already rented out the rights, had already uh, given permission to Sony, exclusive permission to Sony to use Spider-Man in movies for a limited amount of time. You're talking millions of dollars worth. That's why it's so init ng copyright ngayon. It's such a fascinating topic because in our modern creator-based economy where you have franchises, where stories are super important and characters, known characters, yung mga sikat na characters are so important. That's why copyright is such a big deal now. Um, and... That is why you want to enforce your copyright. Um, you want the monetary benefits which come into play if somebody wants to use your work. And since you're the owner, you can set the terms. You can tell the movie producers, um, yeah, you, you can use it for that one scene. And that's how nitty-gritty they get. Uh, movie producers, they can't just say, na, hey, I want to use your song wherever in the movie. You need to tell them what's the context, what's the movie. Because if it's movie or kung parang scene or it's a kind of scene that you don't want associated with your music, with your song, um, then you probably wouldn't give permission to use your song. So movie, whether it's in TV or in movies, are usually very specific when they come when they come to the copyright holders to ask for permission. And as the owner, you can say that, okay, you can use it, but only in that scene. Or you can say it's for student. Let's say, you again, you have that very famous song, love song, where people cry. Um, and then some student filmmakers come to you, wala silang budget, and you can tell them, um, yeah, use it. You can use it wherever in the movie. It's it's perfectly fine with me. Um, you don't need to explain to the movie studio why you charge the movie studio $10,000 and you gave it to for free for the, for the kids or for the student filmmakers. In fact, um, Stephen King, I think, is famous for having $1 babies. So he has short stories that he licenses out to you know, students for them to make films or something. And he licenses it for $1. But I think he calls it his $1 babies. Um, and it's, you know, it's completely up to you. That is why that's the consequence of copyright. Anyone who wants to use your work, whether it's music, a program, um, a video, for example, has to come to you. Uh, before they can use that copyright. And if they don't, the if let's say somebody just used your music without your permission, you can sue them to recoup damages, to regain the profit that should have been yours if they had actually sought permission from you. That's why copyright is super lucrative, especially for... If you're an author, you come up with a book, it's super popular. The film rights... Um, Although that's more like derivative adaptations. Although it still falls under copyright. Sorry. Yeah, trying trying to be trying to be say super focused here and let's not let's not get derailed. 
But that, that, is, that is the consequence of copyright. Basically, you can tell anyone to F off. You are the owner. Just like in your house, you are allowed by law to determine who is allowed to step onto your property. But as we all know from movies, and this is a good segue to number four, uh, it's like, so copyright is a form of property. It, basically, it is just like real property. Real property is real estate or any immovable attached to the real estate. Um, I, I own land. It's within my right as the landowner to determine who is allowed to step onto my land. Same with the copyright. You are allowed to determine who is allowed to use your work and how long, where, etc. But just like landowners, there are exceptions to copyright because just because you own land doesn't mean you can prohibit people, all people from entering your land. And that is where warrants come into play. There are legal mechanisms in place where even if the landowner tells the police, no, you can't enter my land, they can still enter if they have a valid warrant. That's an exception to your rights as a property owner. And in the similar fashion, there are exceptions to copyright. The most famous being fair use. In problemas of fair use, sorry, let's do fair use, what fair use is first before tackling like a lot of people say fair use, fair use, but they don't really know what they're talking about. And they they don't really kind of it's not really that useful <laughs> if you want to use copyright. So uh we'll talk about that in now. So what is fair use? <clears throat> I would like to thank the 19 or so people who are listening now. <coughs> to be honest, <coughs> this is kind of a dry topic. Um, I am surprised that there's still 19 people watching. Although, um, thank you for watching. I will get to your comments at the end. And it's just really more my hope that you know, people will watch this on the VOD or like after this actual live stream and through the podcast. So that kung may makatulong dun sa ibang content creators who are wondering, you know, what rules ba talaga, what rules should I know and what rules do I need to follow as a content creator? So, fair use. Copyright, just like as a property owner, there are instances where people can go on your land even without your permission. Example of that being uh, uh, searches with warrants. Um, uh, for copyright, there is also an exception baked into the law. And that is fair use. Fair use is a very nebulous concept whereby basically a copyrighted work is, you can use a copyrighted work without permission of the owner. Yeah, maganda yung fair use. But it is kind of vague because there are only guidelines. It's a case-to-case -case basis talaga um, whether your usage of the work counts as fair use. So for example, I have a... I'm making a short. I'm making a video. Uh, I'm making a short film, and in that short film, I use a character not created by me. I use a character from another work, from another movie. It's like if I were doing a short action flick, and then uh, Jason Bourne from the Bourne series comes in as a character, or James Bond. James Bond comes in as a character. That's not my copyright. I needed permission, but. If it's fair use, if I can, if I argue successfully that it's fair use, then I don't need the permission of the copyright owner of James Bond or of uh, Jason Bourne to use that character in my work. Pero malabo yung fair use because the law has basically four things to look at when you're trying to determine kung fair use nga ba talaga yung ginagamit, kung fair use nga ba talaga yung paggamit 
nung other work na yon. The first one is the purpose and character of the use. Basically, if this is transformative, di mo lang siya ginawa. I mean, di mo lang siya kinopia. Pero since kinopia mo siya, tas dinagay mo siya sa, if you took someone else's work and put it in your own work, but because putting it in your own work, the way you tweaked it in your own work, there's a transformative effect. Usually like a parody. So that's... Um, a parody is a very good example of transformative use because you're taking it out of one work, but it's not like a literal taking. You're putting James Bond in your work, but it's kind of like a satire of all of these kind of spies that never die. Like how many times has James Bond been shot, right? And so it's a parody, it's transformative, or it's a critique. It's a critique of that kind of very macho way of looking at the world na the best way to enact change is in the dark, in secret, with a gun. So if the plot of your movie uses a James Bond-like character or even uses James Bond himself, but in that kind of transformative parody or criticism kind of way, that is one strong argument that it is fair use. Um, the nature of the work, whether the work that you're using was factual or creative, if it's creative, it's harder to prove that that was fair use. So that's a hit for the James Bond example. Medyo mahirap. Uh, if it's creative work, like you got Spider-Man and then you put him in uh, a work of other superhero. Like, like you have a superhero work, it's original to you, but then you got Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man is a creative work, not factual, might be a bit harder to argue fair use. Um, but then you're wondering, I just I just played Fortnite yesterday, and if you played Fortnite, you know that there are so many bloody skins. <laughs> like that game is chock full of stormtroopers and Spider-Man and uh, anime characters and Transformers characters. Is Epic Games in copyright violation? Why can they have those so many skins? It's because they paid the copyright owners. They didn't think of trying to use fair use because that probably would not fly because uh, it doesn't meet this criteria. And you know, it's a commercial application of the work um, that goes into the effect on the market. Um, generally, if it's just purely for commercial instances, it's not transformative. Um, that's why all of those things uh, have approval. The copyright owners have signed off on that. Just even like, in the tech space, if you followed Hardware Sugar, you know that ASUS has a lot of collaborations. Initially, it was with uh, Gundam, and uh, before, and then after that, it was with Evangelion. They had to get they had to get the permission of the copyright owners for all of that, for all of their collaboration with uh, with 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 Eva and with Gundam. Because and and apparently, um, the copyright owners were very strict. Like it really had to pass through everything. The Gundam uh, copyright owner in particular, Bandai, I think is Gundam, they're super anal. Kahit yung mga cutouts, like, ano ba yung allowed, ano yung hindi. Like, everything there, they really take a look kung ano allowed, ano yung hindi. Um, so, the nature of the work, whether it was factual or copyright uh, or, or creative, amount or portion of work used, this is more, in particular, this is like, if I'm writing a movie review and I quote just one line from the movie, yun, sobrang short, small, portion of the work and yun, yeah, it's a criticism so it's transformative rather than just like a literal application or copying of the some of the text of the content of the movie then that would be allowed um, usually the, the the test there is the heart did you get to the heart of the work and things like that um, and also the effect on the market like would if I allowed 
as a judge, you think like, if I allow this as fair use, would it impact the earnings of the copyright holder? Would it embolden other people? And because other people would do similar works that, that would be arguable as fair use, would it impact the copyright owner negatively? Would Is there a monetary impact on the copyright owner? Um, and so copyright is super interesting. For example, like, you have a book, a best-selling book, let's say Gone with the Wind, and this is an actual case. And another author wrote a sequel to Gone with the Wind with the same characters. Pero sabi niya, transformative. Kasi iba na eh. Iba na yung setting ng Gone with... Iba na yung setting ng mga characters. So uh, yes, I took the initial characters and how they act, how what happened to them as an initial jumping off point. But everything after that, akin na yun. Because ibang-iba na yung work. Um, and so you, I tried to argue transformative and effect on the market kasi wala namang... Um, this is a whole new market. I am not, I am not cannibalizing from the market of the original work, Gone with the Wind, but I'm actually creating a new market and even to the benefit of the original work because more people might be interested in Gone with the Wind after they read my sequel, which is newer. It might create more buzz for the original copyrighted work. Uh, but that that was thrown out. Um, that that was the, that was, that argument was not appreciated, and the writing of characters are you take characters which are not yours and you put them in a completely different setting as a sequel that did not fly that was not considered as fair use so a lot of copyright so and then my next point is fair use is not as useful as you might think kasi ito lang yung defense talaga <laughs> sa copyright if you get caught stealing or using other people's work in your own the only defense is na is fair use, but it's very difficult to argue fair use. Um, it, their, their instances are very limited. Plus, yun nga, mag-aaway pa kayo. There's going to be some kind of hearing. It's going to drag on for a long time. Copyright law is very arcane. Um, so even, and you don't know how the judge will appreciate or whoever is, is you know, the arbiter, the adjudicator, you never know how the judge will appreciate it. If you think na ito satire to, obviously transformative, but especially here sa atin where we don't have a very robust history of appreciating satire. <laughs> um, I mean, because you know in the States, grave yung satire dun. Um, there was um very old, um, but it was like uh, like in the 80s or something, like some magazine came out with, uh, kind of like an obscene magazine, I think they came out with pictures or, you know, drawings of all of the Supreme Court justices and they're like naked or whatever. But it was really like very disrespectful to the court. But in the States, try to do that here, man, you would be... <laughs> I don't think the Supreme Court justices would appreciate that kind of satire uh, directed at them. But in the States, you know, that's complete, that's free speech. Anything goes. Um, but, but just kind of trying to appreciate the jurisdiction we're under where satire is not a very well-established kind of um, work. Um, and I... Uh, yes, okay, I'll leave it at that. I Again, it's a super fascinating topic. You can go off in all sorts of directions. But fair use, even if you yourself think that what you did qualifies under fair use, it, it's very difficult to argue and it's a long fight. 
So even if there is an exception to copyright, it may not be as useful as you think it is. You know, when, when people here can say, oh, my exception to copyright, and that's fair use. And yes, that is true. That is under the law. But it's on a practical level, it's not really very useful. Which brings us to section five. Okay, I'm already late. I said like this would be a 30-minute talk. But we're, we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. So the practical consequences of copyright is that um, the practical consequences of having copyright is that even if you're the copyright owner and you want to enforce your copyright, that is a long process. Um, you, know, you'd, you really want to get into it. You need resources to to enforce your copyright. So like big corporations like Disney who own Lucasfilm, who own Marvel. I mean, you know, they can go nuts. But even those guys don't go after everybody who infringes on their copyright. For example, you make keychains with Disney characters. You sell them on Etsy. You sell them on eBay. You know, that is super small fry for Disney. And if you're not, super blatant about it and you don't i mean you know it's not like a super big operation then you probably will get away with it that's kind of like what i want to do with this part five is that what are the practical consequences of copyright it, in practice copyright gets infringed all the time and it's really very rarely enforced so on a practical level for the content creator if you're a tiktoker a, you might already have permission from your platform. Usually Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. If you can add the songs natively through the app, then most likely the app has some kind of permission from the copyright owner to use that work. But in downside, as a creator, you don't have full rights to your video. So monetization issues and things like that will come into play. And if your video becomes super popular, maybe the copyright owner, the one who sang the song, who made the song, or most likely the owner, the, the record label who has, who owns that song, will come after you for a share of the profits. Yun lang yun. But on, it, on, on its face, you can probably use your music. And again, you don't want to get, as a creator, you just want to create. You don't want to kind of get involved in all this legal nitty-gritty. But if you do, especially on YouTube, you know that the copyright enforcement mechanism is very mature. So if you want to monetize your video, you don't want to use sound effects and music that are that you don't have permission to. So you use a service like Epidemic Sound or Envanto or things like that where you pay to have permission to use all of the sound effects and all of the audio there and you can use it however you want, even in monetized content. Um, so that's why you would want a subscription service like that. Because you do pay to have the right. You are respecting the copyright of those music hold, of the owners of that music. You're respecting their copyright. And even if you're using it in your work, you are licensed. You are you have paid to use that work in a monetized work. Um, another practical consequence, I, I mentioned already that copyright is very difficult to enforce. Another practical consequence of that is reaction videos. So, you know, a very popular video will have a ton of reaction videos. Um, you, if you're the copyright owner, you probably will not spend your time and effort 
um, running after all everybody. In fact, and it benefits you. And that's a beautiful thing about works and creation and creative works is that you can snowball. It's like, oh, I, I did one one song and then somebody used it in his video and then biglang kumalat siya. Or yun nga, there's one video, sumikat siya because so many people um, did a reaction video on it. So even if you use clips from a video in your own work, that is probably copyright infringement. I, you know, on a legal basis, I, I think a fair use argument would fail. You could, although you could say it's criticism, but again, it depends on a per work basis. If you use the work too many times, and again, it goes back to the amount of work used, what it's used for, whether it's transformative. I mean, it's kind of 50-50. It could go either way whether it's fair use. But on a practical level, nobody cares. <laughs> you you want to make a reaction video, like from the Hardware Sugar videos? Yeah, you, you take my works, cut it up. Um, it, it, it's, it's such a pain in the ass to, to enforce your copyright as a single owner of copyright. I'm not a big corporation that has the resources. It will probably be fine. And again, we're, we're coming to the intersection of the legal and the practical yeah you do reaction videos you do music 99% of the time it will probably fine be fine even though technically you are infringing the law you are infringing on the copyright owner um but a lot of people don't seek to enforce their copyright because it is a long and drawn out and painful and very expensive process but here's a here's a nice uh, real world example involving reaction videos the most infamous tech video that the most infamous tech video that caused a ton of reaction videos was of course the verge video the verge video where you have this one host and he's trying basically explaining how to build a computer but he makes so many many mistakes that when this came out pre-pandemic three or so years ago everybody and their mother jumped on the verge video it became like this entire thing the verge the verge the verge I will just note the timestamp where I did that, where I mentioned the, the Verge. Um, and so it's a, it's a straight-up reaction video, right? Um, sometimes you can just watch the entire video and your initial reactions to it. So you're filming you watching the video. Um, or you can do snippets. They're going to snippets, like watch a snippet and like, oh my Jesus God, like all you put the PSU and the motherboard, whatever. It was like a, it was a whole shit show um, if you're familiar with how to build a computer. And I said that that reaction videos probably infringe copyright, and but nobody usually cares. In this case, the backlash against the video was so bad that the copyright owner, The Verge, tried to get the cop the reaction videos taken down because on the claim that it was infringing his copyright. <laughs> and YouTube actually did enforce that uh, policy. So initially, I believe some videos had to be taken down, were removed. Because The Verge was saying that I own the copyright. Nobody is contesting I own the copyright to that video. All of these reaction videos, they are infringing my copyright. But and again, but here we come to the practical consequences. Sige, take down the video. I don't need to... Um, I can still talk about the video even though I don't show one second of it. And so in the live streams, in the... Sorry, in, in like you know, in the commentary in, on the one show or wherever, I can still talk about it, I can describe it, but that is my own copyright. Now, so if as the Verge found out, if you think that exercising your copyright to try to get negative 
reactions to your work taken down. Um, that's not gonna work. This is the internet in you know, this is the internet uh, post two thousands, right? Um, and because now, if The Verge said that oh, Hardware Sugar needs to take down this live stream because they I've just mentioned in passing uh, The Verge video. They don't have they they don't have any copyright over that. I did not use any of their copyright. Me mentioning their video, me describing their video, those are facts, and facts are not copyrightable. Which I mentioned, I should have mentioned actually at the start. I apologize, my outline's not so good, um, but I did mention that in the podcast where um, facts are not copyrightable. So to go back to, uh, sorry, just one last about uh, uh, copyright and kind of reaction videos. Yung super interesting is like. If I am playing a game, so I'm playing a game, it's my live stream, and I would argue that that's my copyright because I'm the one playing the game. I, yes, I'm streaming the game. I did not make the game, but my reactions, how I played the game, that's all me. But a very famous video game company, Nintendo, is famous for taking down, for asking streamers or people who create content using their own content, like you Mario RPG or like you may Mario Art or something, to take it down on the argument that I made the video game, I own the copyrights to that, and itong play with me type of type of videos infringe my copyright. Um, that's super interesting. Nobody, I, I'm not familiar with any case that definitively says wala pa ng challenge kay Nintendo. Um, to be fair to it, I mean it's, it's such a bad policy I feel for Nintendo, but Nintendo is famously backward when it comes to the internet yun nga, yung i can't they don't um they don't they 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 don't embrace internet play like internet connectivity um multiplayer um via the internet it's usually very janky over through nintendo titles and you know i'm play with me kind of videos they're uh, very against that they they've sent a lot of take that take that stuff down um notices to other creators it's kind of it's interesting. I mean, I I acknowledge uh, I the game is not mine. I did not make the game, but the, my actions in the game are my own. My reactions to to my actions in the game are my own. So really, kind of interesting um, perspective. Who owns what when it comes to that particular copyrighted work? But so on a practical level, you might think, well, yeah, well then I'm free to just react to whatever. Um, but that's not the case, especially if the owner is a big corporation with a lot of money and effort and time that they can throw into it. They can really make your life miserable. Um, but to go to just just a little bit uh, on the last part of part five, like facts and facts are not copyrightable, but you should cite, and this is not legal anymore, but it's just, it's taken from the academic world where as students we are taught that if you're making an argument or you're using facts that you did not come up with that you were not the ones who researched you can do that that's fine in fact that's good in an academic work you are encouraged to cite bloody everything like every sentence dapat may footnote jan kung saan galing which i also kind of find perverse how can you come up with anything original if you're just footnoting every sentence but anyway i uh, we're, we're we're told we're trained as students to cite where the data is coming from. And that should also be the case with content creators. Facts are not copyrightable, but you don't want to lie to your audience. You want to tell them, oh, ito hindi galing sa akin, yung data na to galing sa iba. And I mentioned in the podcast 
That is what tech journalist number two should have done. No problem. You don't even need to ask permission because there is no copyright involved. If there's copyright, you need to ask permission. That's the entire consequence of having copyright. But facts, there is no copyright. So what tech journalist two, he got the data of somebody else. He didn't need to ask permission to use that data. But he should have cited. Yun dapat yung common practice. And yung problema kay tech journalist too, he not he got not only the facts, but also the presentation of the facts. That is copyrightable. Um, the graphs, the way he presented it, the colors, the way it was produced, whether it was you know hard you know, in a in a paper publication or, or in a video or something, that stuff is copyrightable. And that one, I believe he just copy and pasted the graph from the Malaysian source and then he used it in his own video yun that is copyrightable that one he needed permission but if it was just the facts like this gpu uh was able to produce x amount of frames in this game at these settings just mentioning the facts or if you put the facts in a different format in your own format that is perfectly acceptable but you should cite that is the rule from the academe that i think is very applicable so it's not it's not a legal it's not a law it's not legal but it is a convention in the academe which I think is very much applicable to content creators. If the data, especially for tech content creators, where a lot of stuff we talked about, we talk about is data driven. How fast is it? How hot is it? How big is it? Um, you know, how 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 much can I overclock it? Parang ganyan. Uh any results niya sa Cinebench or or TimeSpy or whatever. And even Hardware Sugar, I mentioned this in the podcast. We use data from other creators all the time. Uh, in one recent video about the 4060, I noted that a lot of YouTube content creators <coughs> are very negative about the 4060. And I, I even used clips from those videos as compared to the data from tech journalists that um, are, are publications. They publish online rather than publishing videos. So they're, they're text publications rather than video publications. But I cited, I said, this is not my data. This is Linus's data, Gamers Nexus data, PC Gamer data. Um, and it's really, and actually that's really good because when you have different data points, then you can come up with a better discussion for your audience. Legally, if it's just the data, you don't need permission, but you should cite, you should tell people where that data came from. And that's better for everybody. That's better for my content because it is a very fertile jumping off point. Sorry, to mix metaphors. You're not supposed to mix metaphors. It is a very fertile ground for me to start planting my own ideas and my own thoughts. Bakit kaya nag-iba? Bakit iba yung trato ng mga video YouTubers, video tech YouTubers sa 4060 compared to yung mga text publication na, na tech journalists? Um, so yon. Facts are not copyrightable. You don't need permission, but you should definitely cite. And the presentation of facts, whether that's just a graph, whether that's a video, that is copyrightable. And you do need the permission. Although, yun nga, uh, I did not get permission from those guys. I attributed, very clear na hindi galing sa atin. Um, I probably, in a very technical world where everything can be, can be adjudicated like, you know, instantaneously, maybe my use of their clips might uh, be found to infringe on them. It's not fair use. I would argue it's fair use, but maybe um, it's not. But again, yung nga, these guys are super big. They don't care that some rinky-dinky channel in the Philippines took two seconds from one of their videos and used it as a clip. 
Although I would argue na my use is fair use. So, and lastly, um, last, lastly, six, number six, don't go nuts with copyright. Um, this is just like, um, well, it's really more for like big corporations and stuff. I really find it very, uh, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth when it's fans that give value. Fans of Spider-Man, fans of Captain America, Nintendo fans. Nintendo would not be where they are if we, the fans, didn't pay to play the latest Mario game, to play the latest Zelda game, to play the latest... Oh, goodness. Here comes my daughter. See, <laughs> change. I know, baby girl. Hang on, guys. Okay. Commercial break. Give me two minutes. All right. If you <laughs> now you can see now you can see your video too on screen. Uh huh. Okay. So frequent um. Viewers of the channel know that this is usually what happens in my live streams. So I will wrap it up. But basically, what I mean by don't go nuts with copyright is that, you know, I, I, I was building up such a nice head of steam already to complain about Nintendo and stuff. Then my daughter came in called. Okay. Actually, it can be a bit louder. Um, it's the fans that provide value. You wouldn't be trying to protect your copyright if it weren't valuable. Pero tayo nagbigay nun eh. Tayo nagbigay nung... Kiasha, that's why they're in demand because we are the demand. So, nakakainis. I can smell the dog, baby girl. Nakakainis when big corporations abuse their copyright. Like, yung Nintendo. Where would Mario be? Zelda be? Samus be without the fans? And yet, when when fans want to record themselves reacting to the latest Mario game, biglang bawal na yon. Um, I think the law is a little skewed in favor of very big copyright owners. The judges are not predisposed to, to weigh into consideration that the audience is ultimately the one that gives the work value. Um, and I, I wish that, and lawyers themselves are also not well predisposed, but maybe in the future because a lot of people now are becoming content creators in their own right and maybe they can appreciate more that the ones that give value are the fans, are the ones that consume the work, whether it's a video game, a movie, a novel. Strangers, don't follow strangers. Um, so if you're a copyright owner, whether you're big or small, I wish that you lean on the side of, of letting people use it with very minimal restrictions. Yes, little girl. I want, I want more. Different one? Okay, how about this one? This is the Hooray Kids song. Let me know this one is good. I swear I'm going to get the father of the year. Every time I'm on a live stream, you guys can just see me watching my, uh, letting my daughter watch YouTube. I've been in academic meetings, like with my department. <laughs> and then I, 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 
Yes, baby girl. And it's also being recorded on the live stream. Um, so if you're a copyright owner, whether big or small, I wish that you would keep the fans in mind that the one the ones that generate the value is not your work per se, but the reaction of the fans to them. And even for hardware sugar. Uh, I'm, I, I, I try to put that into practice because if you notice all of our videos on YouTube, they're under the Creative Commons license, which is super liberal. You don't, you just need to attribute. You don't need my permission. You just need to say that if you use my video in whole or in part, I don't even care. Just say it's from Hardware Sugar, even if it's for monetary purposes. Um, I am a big believer in letting people, in, kaya maganda yung creative works because you can, you can mishmash them together. You can put different kind of things together. Um, so as a YouTube creator, I have an option dito sa screen whether the standard YouTube license where that's basically standard copyright or Creative Commons, which is much more liberal. And all of our videos from the very start have been Creative Commons because I've been under the terms. Creative Commons is basically just like a de facto kind of license that you can uh, choose. Because I believe in very liberal interpretation of copyright. In fact, people have come to me and they've asked me, sir, can we copy your entire video? I'm like, fine. For educational purposes, why not? And we didn't get paid for that, guys. Oh, um, bubble, bubble, pop, pop. So my ultimate, um, like, yung huling payu ko, if you're a copyright owner and, you know, you think big time ka, you have 500,000 subs on YouTube and, oh, bakit? Why did this one channel, you know, ginamit nila yung copyright ko, the reaction video or whatever? You could technically, yes, have the copyright, but ultimately, abuse of copyright is not good for anybody. Not good for the copyright owner. Also not good for the fans, the, the people who consume the content. And you can really see that, um, like, <laughs> The Verge, you know, abusing copyright law to kind of try to get negative reactions uh, to their video taken down but ultimately the internet will win so i think a productive approach to copyright would be if there's very little again and this is just my two cents like as a creator this is how i approach it if it's not for commercial use and even if it is for commercial use but very limited commercial use i'm like it's fine the policy that will allow the most people to watch my work i am all for it yeah, and even if even limited commercial use, I, I am completely okay with that. Except naman kung like it's my face, right? <laughs> like don't put my face beside like something. I mean, iba, iba naman yun because that goes into my honesty and credibility. Like I'm I, I mean, because I do have a copyright over this and like over my reputation. Not really my reputation, but you know, in the sense that if you give the sense that I am endorsing something, but I am not, uh, my objection to that would be less monetary, like. I don't care about the money, but it's more like uh, it goes to my relationship with my viewers. Na the honesty that I'm trying to inculcate. Na how can you say I endorse that? I don't even know what that is, you know. But in general, for the works that I create, um, podcast, video, whatever, um, feel free, <laughs> feel free. Nandito na. I am recording it. I've talked about how evidence is important. Important. Here we are on a live stream. I am saying that Go Nuts, the Creative Commons license, is very liberal. All right, with that, uh, less shy of just under an hour, I will just go through chat very briefly, and I hope na nakatulong to, whether it was you were listening through the live stream or later on in the podcast, because I will cut this up uh, audio-wise and publish it on Tech Show But Friendly. 
All right, let's do the chat. Sup, Tyler. Sup, Luigi with Waco. Nito, I'm not I'm not sure if you're still around, but shout out. Yes, I am a bugsick. I am I am attorney. I am I am a lawyer. I am attorney Anton. I my role number is 58417. So I took the bar, passed the bar, and I practiced with a big law firm in Makati for a year or so. Sub gamer zone. Um well you're a content creator. Um I don't know if Yes, yes. Dad of the year, guys. Oh, it's another hooray song. Um, yeah, I don't know if this was more fun or less fun than my usual live streams, but I, you know, I thought maybe it would be useful. Sup, Casey Bolios. It is very legit. That is, uh, CD keys are source for all of our activations for all of our customers. We've literally bought hundreds of keys from them. Legit train yung lumalabas, legit yung activation. So yes, you can use it in any setting. Um, private, small business, government. Ah, uh, problem <laughs> Yes, thank you, Casey Bolios. Both me and my brother are lawyers, like licensed in the Philippines. <laughs> Sup, Edgardo. Sup, MDK, MDK underscore game. <laughs> I do feel when I do this kind of lecture stuff na, I do feel like it's a classroom again. <laughs> Sup, Larry Bone. <laughs> TK Supreme. <laughs> May ata ako yung attorney Libayan. Yun talaga yung content niya. Eh. Ako more tech uh, rather than ano. And my, my approach to my approach to the law is like how I approach tech na medyo conversational. Like I don't I don't like I, I get very uh, off-put kung yung mga abogado parang sobrang kia, yung mga know-it-all na, oh, kasi this is the law, etc. Just like, you know, yung tech content creators na sobrang kia. That's why with the tech and with the law, I try to present it in a way na madaling maintindihan. Not dumb it down, but madaling maintindihan to a general audience. I think that's the most useful It is at hwsugar.ph slash GPU, I think. Shout out JD from Facebook. Uh, no, Spectre Pro and Envision, we do not have um, suppliers. So you're going to have to find that on Lazada or something. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Harold. To be honest, we don't have any on stock now. But we can get um key crone or something. Just PM us like what brand you're looking for. You are right, baby girl. Why did this repeat? Let us find one. Oh here. This is new. You like this one? Oh, cookies. I'm hungry, baby. Do you want this one or you wanna skip? Okay, tell me if you wanna skip. Uh yeah, just let just let us know um, if you have a particular brand. We can probably get it as a custom order.
Um, I use PayPal. So, I know, but I have used my card. Um, wala naman hidden charges. I have used my card, yes, before. I usually use PayPal um, for CD key, but I have used my card. I didn't, er, I don't remember any hidden charges. I mean, you know, if there is a hidden charge like for transaction cost, that might be your card rather than from the merchant. On the mer merchant side, walang, ano, walang issues. So, Hardware Voyage, uh, mostly um, who does content for cell phones, mobiles, yes. I do know you because, you know, Hardware Sugar and Hardware Voyage sound very familiar. It's, I think I stumbled across your page one time while trying to look for Hardware Sugar. <laughs> uh, I've had some issues, people copying and pasting my posts. Without... Yeah, see? This for sure, that would be your copyright. Like even a, a post on social media, uh, if you wrote that, that is your copyright. But again, on a practical level, super hard to enforce. Um, but yes, that, that is a very clear instance where the work would be copyrightable. Um, and well, you can even argue na, yun nga, pinost mo, you can go back in time, sino ba na una nag-post nun? Okay, baby girls. How about this one, the school bus song? Dude, there's the alarm. Except you don't wake up at 7. You wake up very late. Um, and that's really the limitation of the law. Um, you know, you know, lawyers can say that that's the law and you should follow it. But there is a practical side also na enforcement ba? Ang hirap, ang hirap i-enforce. Especially for posts like that. I know my daughter often comes up <laughs> lately. I need, I need to find, I need to find like a home office talaga. <laughs> like, like hiwalay. <laughs> She's not so much into oh no, into teacher Rachel. Actually, I'm I really like Peppa Pig because of my daughter. Like I I personally enjoy watching episodes of Peppa Pig because of my daughter. Because I watch them because of my daughter. Like this, right? Yeah, TK Supreme. <laughs> copyright stream. Uh, to be fair, um that has also happened to me. Copyright uh indeed much a strike, but yung you can't monetize it. Mapupunta, any money you get will go to the video game holder. Kasi dun sa video game. To be fair, I wasn't streaming a uh, a Mario a Nintendo game. I think Microsoft Data, like Halo, if I remember correctly. Or Last for Us. I can't quite remember. But yeah, yeah, that has happened to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, it is up to date. Yes, we do barely stock. AMD cards, but we will be stocking the 6600 XT again this week. And we can get them as custom orders. Just PM us what you're looking for. We'll let you know on the prices. And lastly, from Tyler, okay ba yung HPEs? Uh, yung feature na HP, HPEs for monitors? I'm sorry, Tyler. I have never used it, so I, I couldn't say. Um, I don't know. I also don't have any experience. Like, um, I, I don't like have anyone uh, who's given me feedback on that. Yep. So sorry, I can't see. All right. So that was it for chat. Thanks so much for joining me. Um, I hope it was useful. Um, if you're listening to this on the VOD or or in the live stream, um, we do have a bunch of content coming out this week. Um, an ASUS product showcase build, and also a the Deeper Connect Air, like a VPN hardware VPN. So that that is super interesting. Um, thanks, man. Thanks, Nom Nom. Sorry, I meant um, 
I, I, I called you man, but I just meant that like in the neutral gender sense. I mean, I call everybody man, whether guy or girl. But thank you so much. And thank you for availing of our uh, transplant services. I do remember the Fantex G500, I think. G500, the white. That's a nice case. Um, yun. So thank you for joining me um, on this live stream. I hope it was useful. Stay safe. CJ, you want to say bye-bye to the camera? No. You want to say bye-bye? No, I'm watching. Okay, you watch, you watch. <laughs> and on that note, have a good weekend, guys.